In episode eight of the Smarsh View series, Sean Hurst, Principal Regulatory Advisor at Smarsh, will be joined by Dr. Uday Kamath, PhD and Smarsh's Chief Analytics Officer, to discuss the topic of explainability in AI. Hi, Uday. So let's kick this off. Can you start by explaining what we mean when we talk about explainability in AI? Hi, Sean. Uh, that's a great question to start with. Let me first start with the what is uh, at very high level, AI has many branches, right? Like uh, uh, you have like pattern recognition and machine learning, you have like search uh, and planning, you have like uh, uh, knowledge and reasoning. So there are many branches in AI, but most people use machine learning and pattern recognition in like exchangeably with the AI. And the key goal in most of these machine learning and pattern recognition in this context of AI is to take the inputs and learn something about these inputs so that it can predict an output. Now, what is that box that takes data as the input and learns something about the input and relationship between the input and outputs and predicts the output is what we call as a box of machine learning or a function. Now, the question is, when you are given this particular box of machine learning and you are given this inputs and it is predicting an output, do you know what is happening inside the box? Is the box understandable? Understandability is the notion to be useful that the function, that AI model must be understandable to humans or whoever the end user is. Is it comprehensible? That is like how well humans can understand the explanation and understand what the AI in the box is doing. Are the models interpretable? often interchangeably used with explainability, is the model uh, interpretable or like whether an expert can understand the structure of the model and why it did something? And the last thing is transparency. Is the model transparent, whether from data structure or from algorithm and people are able to understand the prediction? So explainability in general, is understanding that black box or understanding that box from different goals of understandability, comprehensibility, interpretability, and transparency. It's quite interesting. You, you mentioned transparency. And of course, the majority of our customers are financial institutions. And I think transparency is key for them. But how would you define the importance of explainability in AI for those financial institutions? I, I think... Um, AI, as you know, enhances the speed, precision, effectiveness of human efforts related to these uh, processes in that box and can automate many of these intense data management tasks. Financial services companies like banks are using AI to design solutions and support their business 
and it is used in wide areas like credit uh, scoring predicting uh, liquidity balances optimizing investment portfolios loan approvals and in the compliance areas that we are in uh, uh, in surveillance in supervision in e discovery and also in like uh, adjacent area of financial crime such as anti money laundering and fraud so ai plays an important role in each of these and uh, the real challenge as you mentioned is transparency can people who are using this ai in financial uh, world understand the reasoning behind the ai models can in are there biases uh, that come out of this lack of transparency so understanding this as a global problem that ai in general can have potential bias issues uh, along various dimensions of ethics uh, discrimination and stuff like that are they inadvertently baked in this particular models or in data that it has learned from so having transparency is a key pillar in that explainability goals absolutely and and i think we're seeing that even if we even if we look at this from outside of the ai piece uh, there's the regulators are continually trying to enforce regulations and rules that that creates more transparency re- regardless of the technology used and i think it's just another stepping stone is that ai piece which does seem like a bit of a black box that that a lot of people maybe don't understand and this explainability in ai it just goes a long way to helping people number one understand and number two you know feel like they've been treated fairly in in how that technology is used so in your experience so you, you speak a lot to these financial services institutions you know when when you are having these discussions with them about our technology for example in ai uh, you know are, are they realizing the 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 need for the explainability is is it important to them as well yeah i think uh, more and more like as you uh, mentioned like uh, these financial companies are uh, regulated like most of like things we do in surveillance anti money laundering supervision different areas all come under different regulations and uh, also in general uh, pan national ai equality uh, initiatives have been created by g20 plus european union uh, gdpr uh, even like the monetary authority of singapore has announced uh, a conclusion of first phase of uh, having that initiative to create a framework to promote and strengthen the responsible adoption of ai and data analytics so for ai solution to reach the full potential the organizations that use must ha- make sure that transparency uh, robustness clearly understanding what the ai models are doing are there like uh, uh, biases in the data are the models uh, interpretable and transparent and clearly how the predictions have been worked and understanding both from like debugging it or from like understanding the gaps or to the regulators to make sure that when they audit the system they are clearly uh, documented and they follow a robust process 
is what makes uh, this AI and explainability work together in the regulatory world. Absolutely. I think, you know, looking at this from a technology point of view, which which I'm, I'm a bit of a techie at heart, uh, huh. you, you look at this technology that is coming out and obviously we're at the forefront of it with AI and, and you're the expert at this, you know, how do you feel about explainability being necessary for every aspect and, and the level of explainability? Because of course, you know, when you are at the forefront, you're pushing this technology boundaries, yeah. you know, isn't there maybe a requirement to get that that technology out there quicker and maybe forego a little bit of that explainability or how do you feel about this? That's a great question. And many people ask me, like, uh, is explainability necessary in uh, all of the AI that we do? And I generally give this kind of a historic background that uh, over the last few years, uh, starting from 2010, 2012, with like change in uh, technology, like deep learning and like uh, learning from data itself, it has like there have been many accurate machine learning models uh, uh, for any data science problem, whether it is computer vision, natural language processing, and many of these are complex, huge deep learning models. And most of these are inherently uninterpretable and really, really complex as human brains. And this belief system that Historical use of machine learning in society is like uh, modern techniques are born, bred, and if they are used for low stakes decisions, such as like online advertisement, uh, web search, or giving you recommendation on Netflix, I feel that they do not affect human lives or they do not deeply affect human lives. Uh, They affect your uh, daily system, but I don't think they affect uh, human lives in uh, a key way as compared to something like loan approval or something like parole decisions or like in uh, uh, various uses uh, in banks such as surveillance where you are flagging an alert based on communication. Then you have like an important things where like there are penalties, like penalties in billions and billions of dollars. And in those cases, it becomes very important to understand uh, in these high stake uh, decision making systems, why the alert was raised? Why was this communication flagged? Or why was parole granted or not? Or why did a system say that this healthcare uh, data has cancer or not? Uh, because they are very important. And understanding these models or AI systems from a black box perspective, you need to open that black box and explain to that expert why it took that decision. And that is why like uh, explainability and uh, interpretability more interpretability in these high-stake decisions, as uh, Dr. Cynthia Rudin mentions, is very important uh, um, in these AI sections. So definitely context is is important here, but but I have to disagree with you. I, I want to know why Netflix is recommending certain things to me. <laughs> but 
I mean, if we go back to the the financial services institutions and how they're integrating AI, you know, the concept of treating customers fairly it, it's it's something that's been hugely important, and and it's and it's going to continue being important in the future, uh, and that kind of just gives you that uh, that feeling that that explainability around anything that's going to impact the decisions being made around a client or even staff members, for example. I think is going to be hugely important, but how is how, how does the implementation of the explainable AI actually allow the banks to keep up with the compliance expectations? Uh, that's that's a deep question. I think uh, in compliance areas, like uh, whether it is anti-money laundering or it is in. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Uh, surveillance or in supervision, they have to make sure that uh, the system is understood not only by like the experts, uh, the investigators, but also by the regulators. There is uh, a clear measure of like uh, uh, what an AI system predicted, why this false positive was generated. Uh, or why did uh, comparing it with like a traditional expert system like a rules engine or a human created lexicon uh, where it had flagged something and AI could not catch it, why did it miss it? And is this consistent? Uh, is there a consistent process and a practice around it? Um, then there is like question of stability. Like uh, uh, is this true for all kinds of data, all kinds of languages, and is it robust and has like the right sensitivity analysis. So in compliance area, when you have to make sure that things are auditable, observable, and goes through like the whole process from data to prediction, the compliance area most of the regulatory world, whether it is SCC or FCA or any of these, when they go through the audit, they have to make sure that the system has done its job in the right way. And uh, uh, that is why like everything from the process, resources, practice, data, model, having all this cleared from documentation per, uh, purposes as well as from process per is key uh, for enabling uh, uh, explainability and robustness in this compliance program. I, th I think it also helps optimize the process as well. If there's explainability yeah. there, why the decisions have been made, yeah. you know, th there's going to be a transition period where people are still using their legacy platforms potentially around their compliance, supervision, surveillance, and yeah. needing to integrate this AI to make sure that number one, it's accurate, and number two, it's actually improving performance and yeah. it's learning and getting better over time. And having that explainability, I think it really helps with that. But, you know, banks are limited in their resources. And, you know, how do they ensure explainability is across their model inventory? What, what can they do uh, to, to ensure this? And, and also, uh, as, as an aside to that, what is, the, what is regulatory grade AI? And, you know, what is this made of? And does that also cover explainability? A lot of questions there, but uh, I'm sure you have many answers for them. Yeah, I think, uh, I think your both questions are tied together. Uh, so I, 
I'll start with this, like in regulatory compliance, we face two seemingly conflicting priorities. We need agility to respond to new regulation, new forms of misconduct. And as you said, like to benefit from new technologies, there are new AI models or new technologies uh, that are coming every few weeks. It is like drinking from the fire hose as the cliche goes. On the other side, we need stability to ensure that the change to policies don't overwhelm the staff or investigator with alerts. And at the same time, they don't miss the key risk or there is no introduction of systemic, systematic biases in the system. So there are kind of like two different uh, uh, parameters to optimize and they are 180 degrees apart. In short, we are running sensitive business critical systems that need to be adapted to new environments and circumstances and offered on tight budget. For these critical systems, we need what is uh, Smarsh calls regulatory grade AI. And now it is becoming the industry term here. And what we call as regulatory grade AI is like allowing machine learning systems or AI systems to be developed with higher degree of rigor to meet the needs of critical use cases that undergo regulatory scrutiny. And in our world, the principles of regulatory grade AI touches different phases of machine learning or AI systems. That is in design phase, the development phase and deployment phase. Explainability or regulatory grade AI cannot be just thought as an afterthought or like cannot be uh, just oh, we need to have this for regulators, so let us go and find some explainability tools and view into uh, the system. Or like, let's do something uh, as a a supplementary system to create an explainable system. No, it has to be baked into your AI. That is right from the design phase, you need to think about the process. How did you get the data? Does the data... Uh, include the right signals? Uh, Is the data clear from ethics and bias concerns? Like, uh, does it have like issues with gender or like nationality or class and different other things? Uh, Is your AI designed in consistent, stable and robust way? Can you uh, clearly understand for those given signals or inputs, AI is generating the right behavior and it is clearly articulated to expert and an expert understands. And as you mentioned, it is just not developing an AI and putting it into production, but going through that phase after, like can the models be augmented, updated and changed because the data keeps changing and you need to keep the model consistent and reasonable, but at the same time explainable. Does like the model have qualities of observability? That is, uh, aggregate quality metrics and observe it from end to end. When this communication pattern happened, what parts triggered? Why this alert got generated? What was the role of the model? How did it trace this communication? And having that traceability, that is predictions are traceable to version artifacts within the pipeline 
and can reconcile inputs to output is key in this regulatory grade AI. So answer is like it touches every aspect of design, development and deployment. And uh, it's uh, a lifetime that goes into like uh, uh, understanding the cycle and having these plugs to make sure that the AI is consistent and explainable. You've, you've been doing this for a long time. So having this kind of structure and process around AI must be pretty exciting for you just to be able to, to move it forward in, in, a, in a more structured manner, right? Um, one, one thing, one thing I'm, I'm quite interested in is, is who governs the, uh, the explainable AI? Who governs it right now? Who do you think should govern it? There is an increased focus, of course, from the regulators around AI itself. Yeah. Uh, there's even the EU AI Act that's been proposed, yeah. and uh, it's, it's fascinating stuff. Uh, if you, I'm sure you've read into it, but it, it is fascinating things. But, but who do you think should be governing it? Because it is a, it's a technology solution uh, as well as a, an ethical solution as well, right? An ethical issue. I mean, I get that question from different areas, uh, from technology, from like even from uh, uh, various uh, uh, podcasts that I have done with government systems and regulators. And I think having a model governance system where... Uh, uh, any third party can go in and have a clear understanding of like what the AI does and uh, uh, having that clear documentation of why this, I mean, like there are issues around like uh, privacy, there are issues around like IP, there is, uh, there are different issues, but I think like uh, there needs model governance and model risk management to be bubbled at a level where uh, uh, things can be clearly understood, there is a unified process across all of the regulators. There is a clear uh, uh, understanding for all the stakeholders. What is the expectation of this model risk management or governance? And all the AI vendors who supply this particular uh, AI systems and machine learning system comply to this and having this first class model governance and model risk management i think is like the first uh, kind of like structure that needs to be there as something that regulators as well as like the ai vendors as well as the bank all come together and participate and make sure that all the stakeholders are clear about like uh, every aspect of data models, predictions, and observability and explainability exist is, I think, like the key uh, key thing that should happen. I, I agree. I, I think we are heading in that direction, and it'll be good to see it come together. Um, just, just having that transparency across the industry, our, our, the software industry, as well as you know our customers' verticals as yeah. well. And, and I'm sure we will get there. It is still relatively new technology, <laughs> and... Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just about a matter of time before that that um, comes to fruition. So we've talked a lot about explainability and things like that. I have some um, interesting questions though. But the, the the big question I have: What other trends are you seeing around the deployment of AI, machine learning, NLP, 
that you know our customers, the compliance officers, uh, should be taking notice of. Yeah, I mean, like as you know, like uh, there's like amazing technology and amazing changes that the AI is undergoing right now. There are like uh, I'll give few of the examples. Like uh, some of the prominent ones are multitask, multilingual. That is, uh, uh, the models uh, don't need translation. That is, like you give uh, train or give one language and it can go and understand uh, whether uh, uh, <clears throat> in certain NLP tasks or voice tasks it can, it can go across languages and also do different tasks that is like uh, uh, it can do a task of question answering like a chatbot or it can do a summarization of the document or it can do sentiment analysis all in that single uh, machine learning model or algorithm that is it can do multitask it can go across languages multilingual and now like whether it is google's uh, uh, or like deepmind's uh, models they can do multitask multilingual uh, so that, that is one of the biggest trend. Um, then there are things like few shot or zero shot learning. That is like as many of these uh, uh, use cases of AI are venturing into areas where it is needle in the haystack problem. There are few uh, real examples to teach AI. So AI has to learn from some different building blocks and have to generalize with fewer examples into the new task. So these idea of pre-training AI machine learning systems on kind of generic tasks and actually tuning it to like uh, specific areas uh, where there are fewer examples uh, uh, is the key behind like few shot or zero shot learning. Um, then there are trends of like democratization uh, or no code or zero code initiatives that are happening at the vendors as well as like uh, the top AI companies uh, providing these tools as well as systems and making it open source. Um, uh, as you uh, clearly mentioned at the start, like privacy, transparency is like one of the key uh, pillars to anything that happens in these high stake decisions. So differential privacy, federated learning are also like key areas uh, that are stemming out of this. And the explainable AI itself is uh, transforming into the newer areas like responsible AI. So it is not only like doing explainability, but uh, making sure that like areas of ethics, areas of uh, uh, privacy are all respected, uh, uh, can be understood. Fairness uh, uh, are, uh, is associated with both data and model is now kind of like one of the important uh, branches of AI that is the responsible AI. So I think like these different uh, uh, things that are coming out from uh, multitask, multilingual, few shot, zero shot learning, the polyglots, democratization, privacy based, responsible AI. Uh, I think uh, they will be the actual thing that uh, I'm seeing as trends that uh, 
deployment of AI, uh, in especially in compliance uh, area, would be affected. I have to say, from from my point of view, the first point you brought up there about shifting different languages and moving across even different communication platforms, whether it's voice, yeah. uh, chat, email, and and having that all combined, that's always been a real challenge for compliance people. And I think that's probably going to resonate a lot. If that problem can be solved, you know, that's when people start realizing the real benefits of AI and what it can bring to an organization. But that's the the one area where it's just most commonly, uh, you know, we it, it, not drop the ball. That that's unfair to say because it's a real challenge to actually monitor when the languages are changing or when there's slang involved and things like that. And AI can really help with all that. So it's going to be so interesting to see how that develops over time. Um, I, I could talk to you all day about this. I, I just have one last question before we do wrap this up. And what is it that you're most excited to see uh, coming out of the AI space and the machine learning, the NLP space over the next you know, six months, a year, two years? I, there are, as I said, like uh, multilingual and having this polyglots, uh, which we have been working on two years and we are seeing it to fruition and seeing how you can actually train uh, in a high resource language and uh, transfer uh, the learning across various languages, sometimes hundreds of languages. Uh, especially uh, in low resource languages where are, where there is very few data is to me like the most interesting uh, part and also like um, the old guard as well as like the new startup community uh, leading the charge in areas uh, um, uh, like IBM has open scale google has explainable ai microsoft is now coming with interpret has interpret uh, interpret aml um, which is an explainable AI service on cloud like Azure. Uh, there is Fair Learn Toolkit, uh, um, and like Facebook is actually uh, promoting uh, various AI models and making it open source and democratization of this AI through open source and everyone, uh, whether it is Google or DeepMind, uh, opening their kind of like IP to the general public and saying like, you can use these models and tune it to whatever you like. That democratization coupled with like responsible AI um, in various areas uh, is like really exciting for me. I'm, I'm hoping we get to have another conversation like this for the podcast in a year's time, because I think there'll be so much progress and there'll be a lot of what we're talking about today you, you'll, you'll be able to talk about instead of it, something you've been excited about, it's going to be something that you're excited to uh, actually release and get out there. So definitely, we've got, we've got to come back to this again in, in, the, in a future conversation. But this has been fascinating for me, as always. Every time I talk to you, Uday, I, I learn something new, and uh, today is no exception. Thank you so much for, for everything uh, today. Um, is there any last words that you have for our listeners? Yeah, thanks for this uh uh, insights from you as well, Sean. Like uh, it's always pleasure to uh, get like the other side. Uh, uh, I, I've been in technology and uh, trying to bridge that gap between technology uh, through AI, uh, but you bring the uh, other side of the equation uh, of understanding the market and, uh, and bringing that perspective. So, um, thanks for asking these interesting questions for the audience. Excellent. Thanks so much, Uday. And uh, I'm sure we'll be speaking again very soon. Thank you so much, Sean.